Ashley here from the Global Meat Alliance bringing you the very last Big Five update for 2022. The first two takeaways for this month's Big Five focus on COP27. Firstly, a summary of what happened in Egypt, and secondly, a look ahead to what's in store for COP28. This year, COP27 delivered the very first Agriculture Day and hosted pavilions dedicated solely to food and agriculture, which set a different tone for this year's event. However, as was the case with cementing further action around the Paris Agreement, many felt robust decisions around agriculture were not made at this COP. For the sector, the focus on food security is particularly significant. The acknowledgement of agriculture as a solution to climate change was also made within the Coronavia Joint Work on Agriculture Agreement. And many accounts of COP27 noted a stronger presence than ever before of those within the agriculture sector, yet equally a large animal activist contingent who were vocal on most days of the COP. COP28 will be held in the UAE from the 30th of November to the 12th of December 2023. And based on what we've already outlined, there are a number of opportunities for our sector to engage and ensure our voices are represented and understood during the development of various initiatives. As encouraged in the lead up to this COP and during, never has it been more important that the meat sector has a seat at the table to demonstrate current work and discuss innovations and improvements to work collaboratively in addressing climate change issues. Over the coming months, CMA will take a deeper dive into some of these initiatives to better understand where the opportunities are and to share how you can be involved. Our third key takeaway is focused on the debate around the role of meat in the diet. This year, GMA has followed the work of Professor Alice Stanton and others who have worked tirelessly to obtain a retraction of the inaccurate 2019 Global Burden of Disease data. To date, this has not happened. However, a new report released by the University of Washington has added fuel to the debate by summarising the limitations in decades of research and their findings, which mostly dispel any concerns about eating red meat. We also share a best practice case study where Beef and Lamb New Zealand took this new research and shared it alongside this further context around misreporting to achieve prime time TV exposure and mainstream media news coverage. Moving on to number four of the big five. Until recently, Singapore was the only country where lab-grown meat is legally allowed to be sold to customers. This month, the US FDA declared laboratory-grown chicken produced by California startup Upside Foods as safe to eat. A pre-market consultation is not an approval process, however. Upside Foods needs to go to the United States Department of Agriculture, Food Safety and Inspection Service next. The reaction to the news has been mixed, with some saying consumers are not going to be on board with these products for reasons we've outlined in previous GMA Insights reports, and others declaring this sets the precedent for what to follow. Finally, last for the month and for the year is our Christmas content. To keep your social content flowing, we've put together a collection of festive-themed content for you to share on your own platforms or with your networks. We'd love to keep across what you have planned for Christmas and share your success and insights with the rest of the group. So please keep us updated with your plans and progress. For more information, this month's insights report or the shareable tiles, please visit globalmeatalliance.org or get in touch with one of the team at any time. And on behalf of Laura Connor and myself, I want to thank you so much for your support this year. Merry Christmas and a happy new year to you all.